You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, September 29th, 2017. And if it's Friday, you know what that means. It's time for the Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke. And joining us as usual this morning is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Happy to be here. Always uh, looking forward to great things happening. Well, let's see if we can't make a few great things happen. But first, let's remind everybody that these weekly wrap-up segments are brought to you by the Sprott Money International Storage Program. We store over a million ounces, and we are very proud of our perfect audit record. So please visit SprottMoney.com storage to learn more. Eric, it's been uh, another week of some uh, price pushing back and a little bit of a cot wash, as we call it. Price is down just a little bit, though. Uh, I don't even think we're down 10 cents as we record this morning in silver this week, and gold's off about maybe 7 or $8. But on the good side, as we always note, uh, at least the speculators are getting flushed out of the COMEX again, which means we're getting set up for to have them come back and have price go up. I, I like your phrase, the caught wash. <laughs> and it's just, it's so typical, right? I mean, there's no reason for gold to be going down here. I mean, we have the same things that uh, going on that have caused it to go up. And now, of course, it's going down. I think the demand has remained firm. And as you pointed out, the uh, the COT reports show that the commercials are covering and the speculators are selling and the uh, the open interest is going down, which means, again, the commercials have been covering this week while the speculators, the commercial uh, uh, hedge funds have been selling. So, yeah, we're getting closer to the day when we can – wash it back up again and uh, and away we go and hopefully it goes higher this time than the last time so we've had this sort of steady trend up here but uh you got to put up with the uh the six six week wash every now and then so the commercials can uh can scalp the um the hedge funds <laughs> exactly you just keep playing along because they actually think it's a free and fair market hey i want to i want to get your thoughts on something else that's been going on you know the price turned back on the 8th of september three weeks ago and we've been going down since th- from 1360 cents the day before on september 7th was the announcement that came out that trump had struck a deal with the democrats and they were going to completely now eliminate the debt ceiling in which completely even though that's kind of kabuki theater they're going to completely eliminate any semblance of fiscal responsibility going forward not only has gold gone down, which is counterintuitive, but the bond market has really seemed to be shaken by this. What what do you make of the move in bonds? Are they finally figuring out that uh, the U.S. government Ponzi scheme may be uh, in trouble? Well, I would think that um, between the the uh, debt ceiling uh, being erased and even the Yellen comments about we're going to start uh, uh, issuing less or uh, buying less bonds is uh, – Two things that if you're a bondholder, you say, boy, that's, those are big, big things that are coming down the line here, and particularly the selling of bonds by the central bank, because who's going to buy them, right? And uh, when you know that central banks were the big buyer, now all of a sudden they become a seller. And I would think that uh, lots of people have abandoned the bond market in the sense that the yield is so low, why would you even care? Particularly when it's compared to the stock market, which seemingly goes up every day. You'd think that a lot of um, major accounts would have switched their some of their bond allocation to equities, and um, which really means who's who's going to be the buyer when the Fed's the seller. So, and I think that the the fact that they got rid of the debt ceiling, the fact that Trump's rating uh, is very questionable overseas, that the overseas owners might be wondering, you know, why do we own U.S. bonds here? So um, the rates have gone up quite dramatically. 
uh, it's all not good for the economy. If mortgage rates go up, well, mortgage rates will go up. Of course, it just puts even more stress on an already weakened housing market where new home sales have been weak, uh, existing home sales have been weak, and now we've got rates going up. It's, it's just not good. And, of course, the rates going up affects car sales, too, because a big part of purchasing cars is the interest rate. So uh, it's not a good thing that, that bonds continue to increase in yield here. And typically, you know, it's the bond market that always foretells the stock market falling because it starts deteriorating. And that's sort of the situation we're in here. Progress has been a little muted in terms of the stock market. The, the gains aren't really that uh, significant anymore. And we get, the, of course, a spate of down days every now and then. So I would say the, the market's getting a little, the equity market's getting a little touchy here, particularly with bonds doing what they're doing. Yeah, it sure looks that way to me, too. Uh, I, I do want to ask you, though, you know, here here we are, again, waving any semblance of fiscal responsibility here in the States. And one of the things you've been following closely, uh, maybe this comes in handy that we don't have any fiscal responsibility at this point, because the pension system, especially at the state municipality level, is just under tremendous stress. I, let me tell you about a story I saw earlier this week on Zero Hedge talked about the Kentucky State Pension Program for their state employees and their teachers. It needs to stay solvent $5.4 billion in just the next two years. And if you back that out, that's a little over $3,000 per household in the state of Kentucky. So apparently those poor folks are expected to all chip in $3,000 just to fund the pensions of the state employees. You think that's going to work? Well... I can't imagine any politician voting for that. Uh, in, in other words, a great, uh, we're going to have a, probably what would amount to a 15 or 20 percent tax increase across the board and, and expect that he's going to get elected. He or she's going to get elected again. So normally people kick the can down the road. And one of the funny things that's happening in Kentucky, uh, notwithstanding the fact that they need more money, is some of the people who, who can retire early and take the lump sum are kind of opting for it because they realize, oh, my God, when I finally get there, there's going to be no fund. So, of course, that exacerbates the problem because it just brings the timeline that much quicker. And one other little addendum uh, on underfunding, there's a new rule coming into play in 2018 that states and municipalities now have to account for unfunded health care liabilities, which up to this point in time, they haven't. Well, the health care liabilities, as it turns out, are about uh, 60% of the unfunded pension liabilities that you have to, you know, tax households uh, 3200 bucks over a two-year period just to try to bring it sort of back into, no, it's not even balanced, believe me. It's just a shortfall. So it's, it's, it, it, it's an amazing problem that we've all swept under the carpet, and it's going to come to the forefront here. Eric, I also want to ask you about your recent trip down to uh, the, the great country of Australia. You've done some due diligence on a few of the miners down there. You know, a lot of uh, this is kind of a sexy story at present in the mining sector. Uh, what can you tell us that you learned while you were down there? Sure, sure. Well, it's interesting. I went down there for two reasons. One, to visit the Fosterville mine that uh, Kirkland Lake has and uh, just sort of get updated on how things are going there. Uh, and it's been very exciting because. Uh, a mine that used to produce four to six grams uh, a ton all of a sudden now announces reserves of uh, 59 grams a ton. Well, you know, that's a hell of a lot more profitable than four to six and a pretty substantial increase in reserves and resources. And hopefully it's just early day drilling and that there will be more. So it's pretty exciting 
uh, for Kirkland to own Fosterville and kind of have some sense of where it might go. And I think it's, it looks pretty intriguing. And uh, it's not that we found this in uh, one of our sort of ore shoots now, but we've also have a sniff of it in the second one. And interestingly, we have nine kilometers of open pits there. I mean, if this thing manifested itself below all of the open pits, I mean, it would be a very significant discovery. So that was the first thing that I wanted to uh, take a look at when I was down there. But I think the more dramatic thing that's happening is I, there's a company called Novo Resources. And by the way, I own Novo. I own Kirkland. I own a few other um, companies in Australia, pieces of companies down in Australia. And this is not investment advice, but um, just to bring uh, your listeners up to speed, uh, Novo uh, did a presentation at the Denver Gold Show where they did a live feed in, by, via webcam and uh, literally dug some holes in some of the outcropping and bang, up come these gold nuggets. In fact, one of them was a half ounce nugget. And they, these things are right on surface. They, they opened up a space of 10 by 30 meters, just cleared it off, and it circled where they had uh, gold showings by way of a metal detector. And apparently there were like 356 showings. Now, this metal detector doesn't go that deep, so it, it indicates how, how uh, robust things are. But the interesting thing is the theory of the, the uh, geologist, Quentin Henning, is that the gold precipitated out of seawater 2.7 billion years ago, and that there's a major, major uh, um, sea bottom that can be explored here. And one of the more interesting things that happened this week, another company called the Gray Mining, uh, which I have an indirect interest in, uh, announced that they have gold nuggets, the same as the same style of nuggets that we have down in uh, uh, that Novo has. But that was 110 kilometers away. And of course, my the thought is that this is is a which waters ran was 350 kilometers by 250 kilometers, I believe. Uh, and of course, it's produced 1.6 billion ounces of gold and has a resource of a total of 2.7 billion ounces. And so far, this is looking a little more robust, a little thicker. I think it's actually a little different than the Witch Waters Rent. Personally, I'm not that I'm a geologist, but um, it's showing that uh, the likelihood of having Witch Waters Rent 2 uh, in Australia is very high. There's lots of companies that have uh, properties down there. And anyone can kind of do research on that. And uh, the preliminary uh, sample that uh, Novo had, had ran something like over two ounces a ton. Now, I don't, I'm don't, i not buying into two ounces a ton until further testing is done. But I would say that anybody can do research on this and sort of make their own assessment of, of how big it might be. Uh, but we are talking like substantive, potentially substantive amounts of gold. So the trip to Australia was... Uh, very, very rewarding. Novo's acted incredibly well in the market here. And these Australian stocks are all, there was one of them went up, I think the gray went up 150% one day, maybe, I think it was on Thursday. So there's, there's attention being paid to these things. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to have the sector getting some attention again, and it's fun to be involved in it when things like this are going on. So thank you very much for the update. And thank you very much for all you do. It's going to be another interesting week next week. And we're going to conclude next week with the latest edition of the uh, U.S. Employment Report. So that'll be a lot of fun to talk about next Friday as well. But for now, I think I'll give you the rest of the week off. Hey, thanks, Craig. I look forward to it. And thank you, everybody, for listening from all of us here at SprottMoney.com and Sprott Money News. Have a great weekend.